You're listening to the new podcast, Stealth Skills, a celebration and discussion all about diversity in the arts. I started this podcast because I'm really fascinated and quite inspired by creative people who do more than one thing. I'm talking about those people who DJ whilst creating street art on the weekends, or freelance illustrators and photographers who pay the bills by making coffees, teaching, or maybe working in graphic design. I wonder if it's just a motif of the 21st century where the artistic creative people simply have to do more than one thing in order to survive. Or is this just a lifestyle choice? Are people choosing to work in multiple disciplines because that's what they want to do? Throughout this podcast, I'm going to talk about this. I want to talk to the young artists, the young DJs and musicians, photographers and comedians who are doing more than one thing. And I want to talk about why they're doing more than one thing. I want to talk to them about their stealth skills. You're listening to the Stealth Skills Podcast with Maddie Stutchbury. Today's episode of Stealth Skills, we're sitting here in studio with awesome writer and just general great person, Yale Wang. Yale, thank you for coming in. Thanks for having me. We're going to talk about Tokyo. Yeah. I want to talk about your book. Yeah. I want to talk about um, your writing and mm. your creative yeah, yeah, yeah. struggles. Yeah. But um, give us a little summary of what your origin story is. Like what, how have you gotten started in writing, when was the moment you sort of knew that you you know, like what's your yeah. cataclytic moment? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you studied creative write, writing? Yeah, I studied creative writing at Deakin, the professional and creative writing course, which was so good. Like, my lecturers were so amazing. I also went to Deakin, so yeah. I wonder if that says something. No, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> Just two loud women went to Deakin. Um, yeah. Do you feel, I was having this conversation with someone else recently, mm. do you feel that it's necessary to study it or this is so school of life style? Because I didn't do, I did literature, but I didn't do creative writing. You know what? Like, when I was younger, I thought, you know, I feel like if I have a degree and I choose to become a writer, it'll make me seem more credible. But I feel like you don't even need to have a degree to be a writer now. Yep. Like, you just got to have a, like, this might sound really kind of a bit superficial or something, but you just need an agent who will, like, market you and, like, you know, you just got to have an idea and, like, stick with the idea and, like, write it out. Like, if you've got a vision you can and you've got enough words to, like, fill up a book, you can basically become a writer. But, I mean, it certainly helps having a degree. It makes you seem like you've learnt all the classical things that are, like, associated with writing. But certainly you don't have to be a deg- to have have a degree to become one. But I'm glad that I have it anyway. Yeah. Just to like, you know, it's kinda like extra credible or something. Totally. Having a degree. And you actually at some point in your life sat down purposefully reading and, and writing totally for every that task. day. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. I if I could go back and just do 
like intensive reading at uni again, I would. I just like that's looking back, that's such a good time in your life where you're just being presented with new material yeah, every week and yeah. you're being forced to like totally write about things that you wouldn't normally or I don't know if that sounds a bit wanky or no, not. But sometimes you're just not. forced and then you like let loose in the I'm, world on your own and yeah, you have to sort of like, discipline yourself. I loved just like getting going to the library and just getting lost in all the books. And mm. uni libraries are the best. Seriously I like are. got I, I got an alumni thing just so I could like go back and use it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's no libraries it's are great. So nerdy, but like yeah, I, I totally did that. I'm a huge advocate of unis, just in, uh, unis of um, libraries in general for that. Yes, like me too. Mm. It's like going to a shop and being able to get everything for free. Mm. It's kind of like oh yeah, a it's, it's free. That's it's the huge free. benefit. You can just like you don't need to like yeah. It's like buying heaps of books, but you're not buying them. You just get to take them home. Yeah. Yeah. And I, like it doesn't like then you don't have like all these books like clogging up space. Although I do like collecting books, so I guess. Yeah. Would you do you go to the library as a space to write? No. Oh. Like as a third space away from home to, you know, sort of be a bit more creative or No, I like I always write in bed. That's what I always do. Writing in bed. That's very Proust. Really? <laughs> totally. He oh, like, yeah, lived right. in bed. I'm yeah, down with yeah. that. That's I'm, what I want to be when totally. I'm old. Yeah, no, I write in bed all the time. I just want to die in bed covered in like toast crumbs with like <laughs> a dog-eared book beside me. That's yeah. my dream. <laughs> yeah. No, um, I write in bed all the time and on my laptop as well. But I have to say, I haven't been writing that much lately. Yeah, me neither. really, really bad. I feel really just crappy. I feel though that like, like everyone slack. has to go through those fallow periods. Like it's like it's like taking a poo. If you <laughs> force it, you're just going to do damage. You have to you just let, let it go. go. Yeah. You got to let it go. Right. What yeah. a beautiful analogy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um But I always feel like it's I, I wish I could write when I'm not going through something shit. Because you know totally. when you're like really devo, that's when like all your stuff comes out. Yes. But it's like what if I'm okay? I still have to write. I can't stop writing just because I'm not Devo. It's like I wish there was like I could like extract valuable material when I'm just content. Mm. I wonder if that's like the artist's curse in that way. It's like you're just destined to that despair forever in that way because that's when you do your best work. Because I agree. I feel that most, not inspired, but maybe it is that sort of like inner turmoil Mm. bullshit that makes you, it sparks the fire for you wanting to just at least get it out of you. When I'm struggling, that's when I'm like the most creative. I I hate that because it's so like, it's such a stereotype. You know, it's like, oh, it's such a, it's so like, oh yeah, that's of course. But it's like, yeah. it actually, it's true. It is a stereotype, but I think it's it's accurate. Like, it's born it from accurate. a truth. Yeah. Tell us about Tokyo. What's happening? Well, I'm leaving Melbourne because Why? it's been the worst place ever. I freaking hate it here, and I'm not afraid to say that uh, just straight out because it's just treated me like absolute crap for the last two years. I've had the worst two years it's just been so sad and depressing. And Is it I, because of Melbourne or, or, like, do you feel like you've you know had that okay. same... This is the thing, right? I don't know. It's like the fact that I had such a shit two years in Melbourne means that I can't separate Melbourne from the last two years. Mm. So it probably isn't Melbourne, but because the, I've experienced all this crap. It's like last... that associated memory exactly. thing, though. Totally. So you're, you're, so you're, like, you're leaving in less than a month. 
Yeah, in like in two weeks. Yeah. 7th of September. And you're just going. I'm just going. I'm leaving. For an I've indefinite got, time. For indefinite time. I'm just taking two suitcases of clothes and just like, just starting afresh. Just going to have a, like a complete renaissance. Because I need that. Because when you've had two years of just like really bad struggling and sadness, it's just like you need to just get, you need to start a new. Yeah. Um, what are you doing in Japan? Well, English teaching, which is basically, like, the only thing you can really do if you don't speak Japanese, which... Well, I mean, I speak a bit, but it's pretty crappy. So, like, that's sort of like a... It's like a... It's like what you do to get started there. And once you kind of, like, get used to the city, know how to speak more, you kind of, like, move on to other things, which is what I'm going to do, I feel. Why? Because you went recently on a holiday and then you've come back, just changed. I definitely want to move there. That, yeah. That's the city for me. Can you articulate it? Why? Or is it more just a feeling you got it's, when you were there that that like, was the place you wanted to be? It's, it's like a feeling. It's mm. like a vibe. Like It's so Murakami, though. Oh, like, my God. Yeah, no. That's <laughs> I love that, totally, though. Totally. I live my life through vibes. That's like something I would say about myself is that I'm guided through my life through what I feel, which mm. can be really stupid and bad. No, but, but like, shouldn't... How how else are you meant to I know, dictate your life? I like, to know? Like, everything important to me that's happened has been because I'm like, I, I vibe this. Mm. When I moved out to my first share house, when I lost my virginity, where I decided to move to Japan, it was all vibe-based. vibe, vibe based. Yeah. And when I was there, I was like, I know I'm just going to live here forever. I know that I'm just going <laughs> to, like, be here and, like, never leave. Mm. So, like... You know, that's what I did. Do you feel like just, there's going to be some sort of coming together of your creative creative life I, and being in Japan? Like, do you feel like there's a work in you that's going to come out because of this shift? Or, yes. Yeah. And it'll be like the second part of my book. Because the first part was all about the last two years and just feeling like... Tell us a little bit about your book before we go too much okay, further um, and then we'll elaborate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, no worries. Um, okay, my book's called Life Insurance. Basically, the life insurance, the term that we know, is like something you buy to cover losses, potential losses for your home, your car. But I've kind of taken that to another level to symbolise what we have to insure us when we have nothing, when we're sad, when life isn't. But then I've kind of put a spin on life insurance to mean something that helps you keep going when you have nothing mentally, emotionally or psychologically. So people who have life insurance can keep going and not break even if their life is just so bad and so just hard. And I didn't have life insurance for those last two years because I was just, like, emotionally spent. You know, I couldn't get out of the job, the call centre job I hated, and that just ground my soul. Mm. I couldn't get my... I couldn't get... Okay, I couldn't get out of my job. I I moved back from my apartment to my parents' house because it was too expensive and my neighbours were so loud and it drove me nuts. (laughs) I was losing my friends. I was, like, drinking really heavily. Like, I'm just going to put it out there. It was just the worst <laughs> two years. I think everyone has those blackout years, it was, though. It was just so bad. And then, so that's basically what the book is about. But, I mean, I talk. I don't really talk about those specific, like, details, but it's more just about, like, the wider sort of the wider ideas behind those sort of events that can happen in people's lives. Mm. Like, you know, I talk about how important what your work is. Like, you have to do something you like. Otherwise, it's just like, 
you just feel really sad. I talk about, like, success, why some people get it, why some people don't. Just, like, all these sorts of things that we think about in relation to ourselves. So it's a very it's a very introspective book, but I feel like everyone will be able to relate to it. And I, I definitely think everyone will be able, real, will be able, will be able to relate to yeah. it. Especially people in, like their 20s totally yeah i mean it but when you say life insurance like is 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 that something you have to actively work to have in your life or is it do you think it's circumstance based or a combination of both some people just have it like i know okay for example you i feel like you're always insured stop (laughs) we've had this argument i know you i feel like you're you're always insured like every time i see you you're always just so positive and encouraging you just feel like you're really... Fif- it's like if you were, like, a sack, you'd be filled with stuff. <laughs> and some potatoes. people have, I like... I actually am full of potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> and some people are, like, a sack and there's just nothing in there. I feel like they... Just, me, like, me personally, yeah. I, I genuinely feel really energised by other people's, um, like, passion for something or their successes in things. That's so great. Which, like, back in the day or, like, even not even that long ago, I would get really envious of other... Even if it wasn't in the same... Oh, my God, like, envy. Yeah, like, even if it wasn't in the same field of study or whatever that I wanted to do, I, yeah. if they had a success, I'd be a little bit bummed that... Envy is such an interesting mm. topic, and I feel like I definitely write about that. Totally. I wish I could be less envious because I don't. I mean, I hate that I, I just admitted it. No, I am green eye monster, dude. In, I but sw- like in personal things, like weird things, like friends of friends, like we. Do you know what I mean? Like it won't even be in a way that directly affects me, and it's none of my business. But I'll get really upset by something, dude. I get so upset, and I hate it because it makes you feel like such a petty idiot when totally. you're just like oh, why do they have that? Why can't I have it? It's just like, oh, my God, just be beyond it. But it, it's really mm. difficult, especially at this time in our age where people are getting, like, jobs, opportunities. So you're on the cusp of, where, like, success or yeah, not. Yeah, totally. We're at that time mm-hmm. where you can see where people are going to be. Mm. Like, at this time, you can tell who's going to be successful, who's going to just, like, who's not. And it's so it's we're really, like, kind of, yeah. kind of just looking at ourselves in relation to how other people... I agree. And it's scary. And you're just like, what if I'm going to be stuck in this job forever? You're just like, no. Seriously, yes. (laughs) It's like, this is one of those really bad, like, corny Instagram quotes I saw once no, that someone had posted. But they're always so right. They're always like, yes. Yeah. So someone had posted something like... um, don't compare someone's chapter 20 to your chapter one. And I was like, part of me really hated the fact that I was like, yeah, that speaks to me. And I guess it's kind of true. You have to maybe in um, like things like writing and being artistic, something where it genuine, like generally a lot of the time it's a quite an insular thing. Mm. So you're doing your own thing and you're in your own little world and just nutting away at your at your project or whatever. Um, and so I think it is difficult to compare yourself to others and their journey to get somewhere. So in that yeah. way, you just have to sort of like throw your hands up and go, none of us know what we're doing. Yeah. None of us are on a set path that, you know, you have to do A, B and C to yeah. get to D. And you never know what's going to happen tomorrow. Like someone who's like 
seems like they're doing really well could be like, no, I don't want to do it anymore. Like, totally. I have a friend who was, who was getting heaps of recognition right now for his music, and then I went and saw him at work, and he was like, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to just be behind the scenes. And, like, because yeah. he was, like, it, like, what he was doing was basically, like, he was getting a lot of in- attention on him as the artist, mm. but he's like... I don't want to do that. I want to be behind the scenes. And I was like, but it's going so well. I would have never guessed he would have just That's so interesting. changed. I think like it's that. like if you get, sometimes you get involved in a project or in a scene or something um, with, a, with a set mindset of what it is you want to do. And then you might experience something or do something or try something out and you go, oh, hang on. Oh, I this love is, this or yeah, I don't, or like, I don't this. like this. So I think you just got to jump in there. Yeah. I'm a, this is my little mantra as well to sort mm-hmm. of circle back to like, people having successes or not. Yeah. My little thing is like, I feel like it's, yeah, you've got to have a bit of talent in the first place and a bit of passion for the subject or whatever it is you're doing. Yeah, yeah. But then a lot of it is like, I'd say it's like, God, I'm not going to do fractions, but let's let's say like, it's like a third um, talent and passion, a third hard work, and then just a third of luck. Like yeah. you could be, I know some incredibly talented people who have nothing, who haven't had their break. And I'm Dude, just like, if it, someone just saw their exactly. work, they'd be skyrocketing. Exactly. I, it makes me so sad when I see just some, like, really vapid person on YouTube who's got, like, 2 million views mm. or 2 million followers, like, have all that. And then, like, you see someone who actually deserves it and you're just like, why? You kind of just realise, like, it's kind of sad. It's like, that's the world, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. And it's like, do you have to come to grips with, like, what you, what sort of content you want to produce? Is that what is in demand at the moment? Yeah, or so then are you, you marketable? Yeah. Oh, God. It's just like, it's kind of like, I feel like the older we get, the more we realize it's, I feel like it's more about just like numbers, how much follow, how many followers you've got, how much money you make. And I don't consumer like, culture, you man. know what? It's, that's like what it is. Like, and it's kind of sad, but like, it takes the sheen off the, it does. Like, artistic integrity. Totally, I've got massive exact, index fingers here. Exactly. <laughs> it totally does. You're mm. just like, you know, oh, you you just got that break because, you know, you have a million Instagram followers, but then I know someone who's, like, a really good writer and they would never get their break because they don't have... It's really sad yeah. when you realise that's kind of what the businesses want. People who you need to help you out only will kind of... Will only will help you out if you seem like you can make money to them. Maybe when we die, like... <laughs> <laughs> like when you're long gone and dead, yeah. The people you'll be held up as like a martyr and like, oh, this person when, was preaching. Yeah. Too bad that they're, they're dead. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Yeah. I always feel like it's too late, and so that's that's part of that luck thing. I think it's like just getting hurt in the first place. So totally. then you have to. It's all part of that um, struggle of like, you know, you can't deny that you you can't quit your day job just yet. No, you have to keep doing the day definitely job. Definitely not. And you have to keep doing this stuff on the side. So I think you get to the point, and I feel like this is the point that a lot of people in their early 20s are at where it feels like you've been doing it for a while, but then it also, then you've got people you know who are like buying houses and having children and such, and you sort of have to go, do I push through and keep going or do I chuck it in and be like, I have to be a grown-up now. You know what? I know I'm never going to be able to be a normal person, so this is the only thing I can do. And it's like, what if it doesn't go anywhere? Do you know what I mean? But I think you make it go somewhere because you just know what the alternative is. And, you know, like, not in no way am I putting down people who 
go and work a nine to five job no, and have savings and I, have a house and I have a family. I wanted that for so long. There's totally nothing yeah, wrong with that. Yeah. Um, and that's probably a smart thing to do. Totally. But it's not for everybody. Just as equally as much, some people might think that people who go gigging every night and then spend their mornings like writing new material yeah. think that they're just mental. And they probably yeah. are mental. But, you know, like, I think yeah. it's different. And, like, thankfully, different people do want different things. Mm. So I, I do think there's always going to be that um, community of people who want the kind of output that you're creating. Yeah. I'm hoping. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I hope so as well. Talk to me about, um, like, your inspirations in that, like, what what – stimulates you to be writing or creating or you know moving countries anger <laughs> anger i think anger is such a it's such yeah a, let's talk about anger more i mean you know it's really hard because um i don't want to be someone who's angry and bitter but there are times in life where you just can't help but be really outraged or just really affected by something that happens to you and when i get really when i get affected by something that's when I start writing. And mm. because I'm, like, just really sensitive, that, like, that happens a lot. So I think, like, just being sensitive and being affected by just life helps me a lot in writing, that, which goes back to what we were talking about before, when, like, everything's fine, you have nothing to write. It's just yeah. like, no. It's that paradox of, like... Yeah, I know. Like, I was thinking that today, like, I honestly had such a... Like, just this weird moment where I was walking, you know, down Ligon Street, mm. n- really nice sunny day. I had a great morning. Yeah. Saw my friends last night. Yeah. Off to record in the afternoon. Mm. It was just a really nice golden moment. Yeah. Um, and, and I just feel like, like I can't write yeah, anything you're at like, the I've moment. Got nothing to say. Yeah. 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 So just editing. <laughs> just work <laughs> on what I've already already written. But yeah. I don't know. It's like, yeah. I think you just have to. I think. But luckily, what am I trying to say? It's like I think. Luckily, the human nature is that we, we're not always in that perfect golden moment. No, You're going to be oscillating that, that, between the that, dark and the light. Totally. That mo- the good moment has only been, like, something of my life recently. So that's why I haven't been writing that much. But usually it is, like... might not be, like, so de- depressing and sad, but there's just, like... It's just struggle. I feel like living every day is sort of, like, a struggle. Not necessarily, like, a massive one, but it could be, like just like oh where's my bag oh is the ticket person going to come and get my ticket Mm. am I going to get this job like it's just like we like live in this kind of like consecutive questioning Mm. and so like there's that gives me a lot of um material rest assured I should have known Okay, I'm just going to, like, ask straight out. Mm. Do you delete photos on Instagram yes. that don't get a lot of likes? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Because here's my thing. Yeah. We were talking about this in our break before um, about, like, hashtag hashtagging. hashtagging. Here's my thing. Okay. And I've said this before. It's what the medium is for. It is a vapid, selfish medium. Yeah. It's just... See, I, I hate when people, like, get all, like, you know, freaking just like really dishonest about it like just say that you delete photos because you it's a social media platform yeah it's for self-promotion exactly it is vapid and self-deluded yeah but that's what it's for yeah like you're not 
a UN, you know, ambassador for goodwill and peace across the earth. Totally. You've got an Instagram account. I did it. I deleted a photo yesterday because it didn't get, like, a lot of likes. And I felt really bad. But then I was like, you know what? People do this all the time. So totally. why the hell do I feel bad about it? I had someone um, <laughs> at the radio station once say something like, oh, I'm, I'm loving your selfie game lately. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. And yeah. someone's like, yeah, you do post a lot of selfies. And I'm like, oh, my God. And I, this is my thing. I was okay. like, it's what the medium is for. Also, I don't care. Who cares if you do that? Because, like, what's wrong with... I love looking at people's selfies, okay? And I love, I love posting it too. them. But there's a total stigma about it. And it's yes. like, look, you know, who cares? If you look good and, like, you're wearing a cute outfit that day, just yeah. freaking take a photo. I You'll get likes. It. People do like looking at them. Like, I like it. Mm. You know, I think it's good. I agree. Yeah. I also, it's the whole, um, like when someone goes, oh, so-and-so's always on Facebook, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, yeah, but that's, <laughs> yeah, but you've that's just been caught what... out because in order for you to notice that they're always on Facebook, you've got to be on it you're too. always on Facebook. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. I feel like we should talk about then, um, because I sort of first became aware of you through your blog and through your YouTube channel with your oh amazing rant. Oh my god, it's rants. so freaking embarrassing. No, it's great. And it's- <laughs> my thing is like, um, my thing's like, do some people are very, um, like purist with their artistic integrity in that they're very anti the internet. Oh, dude, no way. You've got yes, no, you have got to, to get on it. it. Because, okay, this is what I think. As creative people, you're, we're out, we are independent businesses. Yes. Every single writer is the, uh, their own business. And, like, there's just, you, you'd be so stupid to not freaking use the internet to, like, propagate your seeds into the world. <laughs> because, honestly, yes. if you're a writer, if you're an artist, you want people to read your work and to look at your art. You can't just be, like, closeted in your room with your own stuff. You, yeah. You want everyone to see it. I want everyone to read mm. what I write. I think that's that point when your career slash just, like, this is who I am as a human being. Mm thing where at some point you have to like declare yourself I I am a writer or I am an artist or I am a musician yeah I've had did you have like trouble calling yourself a writer for like freaking years okay now this I'm sort of jumping topics here but um this leads me perfectly down the track of like women in the creative arts oh yeah because my thing is that um I wonder if it's more difficult for a woman to sort of say, oh, this is what I'm doing, whereas I feel like our natural instinct is to be a little bit more self-effacing. Like, I've been in circumstances where, like, I've been with a friend who is probably equally as hardworking and equally as proactive in doing things, um, but they're a male. And I've been in the situation where someone will say, oh, so what is it that you do? And they'll just go, oh, I do this. Yeah. And it's really awesome. And I'm yeah. like, yeah. But then if someone asks me, even now, someone says, oh, what You're is like, it you oh, do? I'm like, kind oh, of, I'm don't trying know. to be a writer. Because <laughs> I would feel like such an asshole just going, I'm a writer. Uh, yeah. You know what? Like, I... when do you get the right to say that? I think at some point okay. you have to accept you... it. Yeah, this is such a freaking loaded topic. When do mm. we have the right to declare ourselves as, like, mm. writer, artist, musician, blah, blah, blah? See, with me, I used to be like, okay, once I published a book, then I can call myself a writer. But then it's like, but well, you've not written really. in the first place to get to that point. Exactly. So isn't that writing? Yeah. So I'm just like, I feel like I don't even know. I don't know. Mm. 
even though I don't know, I still call myself a writer because I've gotten over that like weird yeah. time where I just couldn't do it. Now I, I can like, do it. You also have to get to the point where it's like you have to take yourself seriously in order yeah. for anybody else to take yourself seriously. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I didn't, and like, I wonder if it's that whole, um, you know, you have to, I don't know, maybe it's not a specific gender thing, but it is, I do think that, um, guys are so much more arrogant and confident. Not arrogant, but just like they, they, they're more ready to accept themselves or take themselves more seriously. Yeah. No, I, I kind of like, I kind of vibe what you're saying. Because I'm I'm just speaking from personal experience where I have been in a situation where I have not felt comfortable to say this is what I want to do or what I want to be for fear of being laughed at. But as you survey, like, males, they don't have that problem. Men are just like, I'm going to do this. And that's great. But I feel like... It's like, why can't women do that as well? I don't know. And is it like a nature versus nurture thing? Are we just, like, more innately inclined to be a little bit more... I don't know what I want to do. Yeah, no, I don't. I feel like I've had the same thing. I see dudes be way more confident and just straightforward Mm. with who they are. Just in in general. general. Yes. (laughs) Just in general. Like, this is like a quote that I put on my Facebook that Hillary Clinton said, which just nailed (laughs) it. Go Clint. It was just like, you know, I'm so. Okay, and I'm paraphrasing here. Yeah. But she said something like, oh, I'm so surprised at the amount of women who. Young women. Young women who. Uh, don't think they're, that they're good enough when everywhere I look I see young men who already think they are. And I was like, that's so mm. true. Yeah. Like, I've never met, like, a, a guy who was, like, not that confident. I mean, I'm sure true. there are. I'm sure there are. It's, but- it's actually, no, it's funny you bring that up. I've got a friend um, who is very talented um, at, like, writing and mm. songwriting. Yeah. Um, and they're very, very, very scathing of their own work. Yeah. But they're also very confident with their work like they know that they're good and yeah. but that's maybe why they're so critical on themselves like yeah. everything has to be perfect yeah whereas um like I've always like in comparison like I would have conversations with him and I would always be like like very critical of myself but because I didn't think I had the talent whereas he definitely was like no I, I know I can do this that's why I'm pushing myself and yeah. I don't I don't know if it's just like if it says more about the individual or about I don't know. Like, do you want to make a gender thing out of it? Or I think that, like, there's a little element of it. There's a little bit of it. Yeah, I think there's a little bit of it. So the next move for you is Tokyo slash conquering the world. So Uh, what's what's the next 12 months got for you? So I'm going to start sending out my manuscript to... UK and US publishers, just because, like, Mel- I feel like Melbourne just, I mean, didn't really get that much here. So yeah. it's more about, like, targeting other places. And also just, like, making sure my blog is really good and just, like, picking up on that again. Because I used to write on it all the time. Mm. And I sort of, like, kind of, like, you know, got all, like, flaky with it. But now just to, like, do that again and have, like, really good photos as well. I think also the move to Japan Will gives you that, like, more material. Definitely. Yeah. Yep. And, and not for my own selfish reasons. I want you to blog so I can see what you're doing. I want to yeah. stalk it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, please stalk it. <laughs> um, for the listener, can you give us your blog's yep. address? Um, my blog address is www.yalewrites.blogspot.com. And Yale is spelt 
Y-A-L-E-I, and writes is just W-R-I-T-E-S. And my Instagram is sadgirlyale, <laughs> after the Lana Del Rey song. I love that, though. <laughs> um, I'll also be popping up all these links um, on the Stealth Skills uh, Facebook page, which is Facebook forward slash Stealth Skills with a Z. Yeah, um, yeah. But you'll be able to, if you're a subscriber of this podcast through iTunes, yep. you'll get all that information up on there. Yale. Thanks so much for having me. No, thank you so much for coming. It was We've so covered fun. <laughs> so much. So much breadth. The breadth. Tokyo, journaling, feminism, feminism publishing, n- being nego. <laughs> <laughs> From Sad Girl Yale herself. <laughs>